0: Welcome to the Drive Able podcast. I'm Brad Williams, and over with me in New South Wales is Aliak Barium. G'day, Ali. How are you today? Great. How you going, Brad? Good. This is a bit of a different podcast episode today. You recently went over to Germany to the Rear Care Expo, and today's episode is about showing us what you saw. I'm really looking forward to this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Um, so yeah, I just want to do a bit of a reflection. We did a video walkthrough of the whole expo. So, um, let's get, uh, into it.
0: I'm excited to see what you saw. Let's get this show on the road.
1: Let's get it started. Welcome to the drive able podcast where each episode you get to listen to two of Australia's leading professionals in the area of driving and community
0: mobility for people with disabilities. In each episode, they interview drivers, carers, and industry experts and share the insider's guide to driving with a disability. Here are your hosts, Brad and Ollie. G'day again everybody. I'm really excited about today's uh, interview of Ali and his uh, time at Rear Care 2022. Hopefully you can see this screen nice and clear. If you're listening to this on our podcast channels, we think the best place for you to go and uh, see this episode is on YouTube. So make sure you head over to YouTube search out drive able podcast and then rear care that's r-e-h-a-c-a-r-e rear care and put the search in and watch this one on the drive able youtube channel before we get started we just want to do a quick shout out to our sponsors who make this show possible mobility engineering and williams ot this show takes a lot of time and money to put together and we're forever grateful for their passion to our industry all right let's get into this ali you went over to rear care in germany in october 2022 and this is our highlight
1: of what you learned over there is that right yeah that's right so um before we get started what we'll do is um i'll get you to hit the play button um and we're going to pretty much talk over the video uh, as i'm sort of introducing um the video recording quality was pretty poor Uh, the audio should i say the video is not too bad um it was a really really busy expo lots of background noise and um, i had little ear pods and i tried my best but we are going to put the video um in its entirety online for you to attempt to go and have a look you can hear it it's just not super clear and we didn't want to kind of make that the quality of one of our podcasts but as this um is expo is starting and you can see the video um one thing which really stands out when we go there, um, is the, is the scale. The scale of this thing is absolutely massive. Um, it's one of the biggest in the world. It's the biggest in Europe, sort of like, uh, what people would be familiar here with ATSA. Um, how big is
0: ATSA compared to this, Ali? How big is ATSA compared to this?
1: Uh, so there is four halls. So I'm standing in one here, for example, uh, in an equipment hall. Um, there was four or five of those halls uh, this time or five actually. Um, and, ATSA is basically half of one of the halls so it's it's something like almost 10 times the size of ATSA. Um, it, it's just beyond beyond all um, conception and, and if you are uh, to be honest um, like I've said to many people before my first visit to rear care in 2016 is actually what really inspired me to um, push mobility engineering to sort of where it is. It's, um, it, it was that visit. So if you are from the industry, from Australia, it's well worth um, paying a few grand to get over there. Um, it'll change your life, I guarantee it, especially if you're an OT or a modifier or anyone. Um, the way things are done, the way people approach things, it's completely just different. Um, and the scale, the competitiveness, um, the aggressiveness, the price is pretty cheap compared to here as well. Um, so yeah all of that is really good and you'll see here in this video um, I'm walking through some equipment uh, uh, halls and um, just to explain to people this the video is broken up into two
0: parts we're going for a general tour is that right We're going yeah to it's sort of a tour general tour around,
1: around the place um, the video does pan out a little bit because we're trying to show you a lot of what you can see um, very similar sort of stuff to So lots of interactive stuff um, you know everything on display it's just that here it's just supercharged you know and, and there's just a something for everything like there's a there's a stand uh just in the background there um you can see just on head protection and that's it and like 20 different forms of head protection and all different angles of it you know and and, and the scale and the variety of what you can get because there's so many people there there's about 800 million people living in europe so um you know what they have accessible to them compared to what we have uh is is really amazing and what really was cool in or what you really saw in 2022 with all of this um particularly home-based products was things like robotics and actuators and sort of that smart stuff integrating with your phone and your devices is taking things to that next level and um and and things like beds and and loaders and cots and all this stuff are just moving in all these amazing different kind of directions and, and angles and and really really helping people um, I guess assist with their lives and and move forward um, you know uh, in a in a pretty easy way. So
0: hey Ali, um, just a reminder to everybody, we're going to put links to this uh, video in the show notes. So if you want to go and watch this and press the pause button and go, oh, what was that? And have a look at the company name in the background because we're moving fairly fast through this area. If you want to go and um, see something in a little bit more detail, make sure you go and press the link for the YouTube video and press that pause button and, uh, and then you can get a bit more information. But, you know, what we have highlighted, Ali, is that it shows like this in uh, Europe and and there's other shows in America and places like that. But the NDIS has been so good about bringing more and more of these products to, to Australia.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually that was the next point I was going to talk about with that NDIS and um, what, so NDIS has been in Australia for like under 10 years um, or just on 10 years around, but, when I go to Europe and um, they've got similar kind of funding schemes that have been around since, you know, the seventies and eighties. So very, very mature system compared to us. And what I found was the culture around kind of community inclusion, um, the culture around people that are actually disabled um, is quite different. It's a lot more inclusive over in Europe. Um, uh, people uh, different approached funding differently. Um, I found in Australia, Um, people sometimes tend to kind of go, oh, what can I get? Um, Let me get the maximum for what I can get, you know, and try and pack in as much as they can into their funding packages. And we've spoken about that and we've even advised about that on these, um, you know, on this show. It's a big passion of mine, isn't it?
0: It's a big passion of mine. We've got to do the functional best thing for people rather than what's the best product out there. Because just because you pay a lot of money for something doesn't mean that it's going to suit you as a person. Uh, everyone's disability is different.
1: Yeah, and, and what you'll find is see when you see a scheme that's matured 30, 40 years down the track, there's no more money left for that stuff. So so you look at a you look we're basically seeing NDIS three decades into the future when we go to Europe, and half the people that get half the stuff that gets funded here doesn't get funded anymore over there because they've realized that, well, not not just um they as a government but as a community, because what was interesting was the disabled people themselves and also the retailers themselves were saying we don't sell you stuff just because you know like you, you know we want to make money because it was really interesting one of the people turned around and said oh but if i sell this um this person something then that's a lot of money out of my out of our government's tax dollars you know that's not really good for our country is it and it was really interesting because i've never heard anyone in australia say anything like that they sort of say give me all the money from the government you know um and so the mentality shifts when the money starts to run out and 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 sort of it gets a little bit more tight um so they really really do test that kind of community inclusivity but what it's forced which is really awesome great ramps there yeah yeah Yeah. really cool ramps there um what it's forced is actually much more of a blending of the disability and the non-disability community because it's forcing them to work together to optimize um, their, their, their systems you know, and their solutions. And then that forces a lot more refined products which you see in Europe because there's not as much funding available they have to really refine those products to make it exactly what you need for your need um, because you really have to justify uh you know that money uh, because as I said there's a lot more people a lot more people wanting some of that pie and the money runs out over time you know so it was a really really good experience an eye-opening part of that experience to see that but what was a really positive part as I said to that um was that It actually promoted that inclusivity and that working together a lot more you know and so you felt like the disability community and the non-disability community was much more integrated together in europe as compared to let's say in australia you know yeah
0: absolutely that's a wonderful little tour you've done two halls there and now we're actually getting into the vehicle halls now In Australia, when you go to ATSA or uh, in South Australia, we've got the Disability and Lifestyle uh, Expo coming up, actually. Um, It's it's off in one corner of the main hall. It's against one wall. How big is it here?
1: Here, it's almost the size of a whole ATSA. And this year, it was a bit smaller um, with all the COVID and all the, you know, there's actually been an issue in Europe because they can't get as many cars with the manufacturing delays, so things were a bit smaller. Um, but still, it's it was basically the size of a whole answer. And, and I'm going to start walking through. I've done a few of the more common stands. Um, uh, well, when I say common stands, forward. the stands that are the brands that we see more commonly in Australia and we have covered, um, you know, in our podcasts. So we've got a bit of a walkthrough of the automotive area first, where we've got some of the lifters BNS there in the background um guys are all friendly and everything like that they all know us in australia as the automotive guys um and then what we'll do is we go through sort of more of an individual um tour of the the, the stands and you can see some of the products yeah
0: just what yell it out yell out if you want me to pause it at any
1: stage ellie and we
0: can talk in depth of uh something if we need to all right
1: we'll do what was really interesting in the automotive area was the innovation um, actually wasn't that much compared to, let's say, the non-automotive area. Lowered floors are still the same. Hand controls are pretty much still the same. Maybe a few different sort of hand knobs and so on. But it's the automotive industry seems to be um, moving towards that autonomous vehicle kind of way. Um, so the innovations in the automotive industry were kind of like um, communication boxes with your car and, and ways to communicate with your car because all the cars are so much smarter now, you know. Um, so yeah, really interesting, um, really, really interesting, I guess, evolution in the automotive area. Um, and a bit of a surprise, I was expecting something a bit more. Uh, that's a Guido Simplex, which is um, a common brand also uh, uh, in Australia. That's well, relatively common. Uh, PME, I think I uh, works with Guido Simplex The first a little bit there. Um, even the automotive, um, oh, that's Dahl over there. They've got a, a sort of a Dahl Docs set up there. Um, and we have the Figol guys who do the hand controls from Germany. And we're going to do a walkthrough of their stand, and we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um, and they're doing a lot of innovation around that sort of electronic space. Um, and then we also have, um, yeah, basically all different kind of uh, companies: AMF, um, Brawnability it, It's just so many. Fardiel, um A bit, but all yeah, those it's a bit jumpy, but that's okay. Um, and yeah. then, um, and I apologize actually, about
0: the the scratchiness of the video if you're watching this. But what I can see in the background, is just the variety of modifications and, and aids on display compared to you know like we've said the the one wall or the one little area at ATSA. There just seems to be so much variety around a common theme.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, that's really all it is. You know, you've got um, you've got so many. So, for example, here you see in this background, Smartsteer. Um, so we've spoken about one um, you know uh, or one or two companies that do it fardi Ellen or Paravan that do these uh, steering things but there's about three or four other companies in Europe that are doing it and they're doing different okay. styles of high-end hand controls as well you know it's not just what mm-hmm. we've seen here so so as you as, um, as we' said before that variety just keeps getting bigger and bigger and then it just makes it more accessible uh, for 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 more people, basically, to access uh, on the roads, you know,
0: you were just at the Beaver stand there. We don't, I don't think anybody's importing Beaver products into Australia yet. So, uh, and they they look like they're competitive to the Fardiel brand and the this uh, the, the Space Drive Paravan type of uh, products there. So, look, that might be something to look out for in the future in Australia.
1: Yeah, I think we might see them try and make an attempt here. Um, but yeah, look, they're they're actually really uh, they're from all of them they looked actually pretty pretty, pretty good quality yep. um uh, and they do actually manufacture some of the parts for like um paravan and all of them anyway so, anyway, I'll, just so- press
0: pause. I'll just press pause there i just wanted to say that um with all of the recordings and things like that the quality is a little bit jumpy with us talking over the top of it we do apologize for that jumpy uh take over the back there. You can still see everything uh, going on in the background. There's that lady who just wheeled herself into the driver's position uh, just back at the last screen. Now, this bit here, you go a little bit more in depth in some of the main products that are in Australia. Is that right? Is that what you do in this next little bit?
1: Yeah, yeah. So given that we've spoken about a couple of these brands and some of the customers, um, I thought I'd cover those. Uh, stands in more detail so the first one is Feigl, and um basically just going around and looking at what they've got to offer on their stand they had a pretty actually they actually won the best stand in um that hall um so they spent a lot of time and effort to kind of make it this walk through sort of thing um so they had a little bit of a setup there where you could trial different hand controls and spinner knobs and things like that um so that was the first little setup there with a E classic, I think it was, yep. um, and and uh, their commander there, yeah, their commander steering knob, yep. um, basically just little demo stands where you could pull up and, and you know try it out and, and try different things out. And they're
0: pressure you know. tested there. You said that you know you were making lights work and you're flashing lights. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, so it's right? all
1: hooked up and it all works, so you can actually cool. yeah get yeah. that kind of real life experience and and see how it feels. You know,
0: yes, that's awesome. Um, some spinner knobs there for, uh, from Vogel as well, and there are other e, e uh, classic with the smart a classic with a commander actually in the spinner uh, in the hand control there. So these products here are available uh, in Australia. Um, nice. That one there's a bit more of a mechanical version. Um, yeah. th- these are all available in Australia. These products. Is there
1: some things that uh, were a highlight to you? Um, the the Feigl products in general, they, um, well, look, to be honest, I, I have a bit of a, um, uh, like, I guess I lean towards, depending on the products, products which have mechanical um, stuff in them, I find that um, the Germans just seem to really do really well with that mechanical stuff. Um, it just is really, really strong, really, really high quality. And when you operate it, it just feels so smooth and so, um, you know, just just so good and even for example here they've five will have created a like a, a swivel base like a six-way base but they've, theirs is an eight-way base and when you look at the operation of their product um this one here compared to any other product we've seen um it's just just i don't know it's just beautiful the way it moves it's seamless it's strong um so the german stuff when it comes to their they kind of that mechanical stuff it just works so smooth i i guess it if you think about like a like a Mercedes or a BMW, it honestly feels like you know the Mercedes of hand controls or the BMW of hand controls. It just feels so smooth and so strong, you know. Um, and you can actually see this particular swivel seat, they've um, won a red dot uh, design award. So, um, the Germans are really, really, uh, I guess, really good at their design, um, and really good at that functionality and, and the stuff that kind of just works, um, and is really strong. It's actually really interesting seeing the different, um, the different focuses on the different companies because uh, you can you can play it through now um, and then we'll probably end up at the Fadi El stand, which is the Italian guys. Just before um, we go
0: on and press play. So in Australia, we've got six-way bases. Yeah. So this one here's got eight functions. So normally it's forwards and backwards and you can see on this video here that it's got a really long track and it comes all the way back to the second row of a van. That's so this one, one actually
1: is on the track. track. So this is also really cool about this particular product. It doesn't yeah. actually have a track. That's a false wall that they've put there. It's trackless. It's all built into the small box. That's the only footprint it has. Is the oh, small unbelievable!
0: Box it. Unbelievable. So forwards and backwards, rotation, backwards and forwards are two more moves. Up and down are the traditional six. Can you recall what the other two?
1: It tilts backwards. And oh, it
0: tilts backwards and forwards. Oh, fantastic! To be able to keep somebody uh, more secure in their seat.
1: Yeah, wow. yeah. So it's got that kind of like that tilt, um, tilt in space type function, um, and that's actually being tested specifically with a, a Recaro Ergomed um, setup. So it's, um, yeah, it's really, really, uh, yeah. Like the, their their products are um, really nice when it comes to the mechanical uh, mechanical side of it. Yeah, uh, right. So yeah, and and as I said, you you start to see sort of those strengths between the different cultures as well. So here we're going into the L stand, and that's um. That's a huge stand they've done really well, and what you'll see here the Italians they're really kind of about um more like 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 beauty you know um like they really like you to you know uh, feel like included if that makes sense you know there's so many different designs for everything and everything comes in like like you look at these spinner knobs there's about five different shapes and then and then on top of those shapes there's like ten different colors you know so it, it's just um You know, the Italians are a little bit more about that kind of romantic style, you know, like the the quality of the products are really good, um, but they want you to kind of feel sexy as well, you know, like you can get uh, pink hand controls and, you know, they've got this is all of their smart stuff there, the big boxes and all of their electronic controls and so on. And all of that stuff's there. Um, but you'll see when we go a little bit further down to the other side of the stand um, is when they really kind of come alive. They've just got so many different colours, so many different skins. All of it's kind of interchangeable as well. Um, so this I thought was pretty cool. They had all the different hand controls, but different styles of um, sort of covers, different uh, colours, different little knobs, um, you know, different functions, all within that same kind of base frame um, infrastructure. Is, so that,
0: that- is that taps into what we were saying earlier about getting it's not just color like the gray one there and the pink one on the other side. It's a, you can actually get the right fit for your hand, for your shoulder, for, for making sure that driving is really comfortable
1: for you. So wonderful stuff. What I really love about the attitude in Europe though, is that's not enough. What's like you say, Oh, this is the functionality. They go. Yeah. But how does it make you feel? How mm. does it look? and that's a major question they're asking there you know and and no one even asked that here and that's really cool that they they go you know if it it looks crap don't put it in your car you know if you don't like the way it looks if it's not pink and you want pink don't put it in your car because that's what you want and it's so awesome that they have that mentality like i mean look at all the different um, gloves you know um so so yeah it's it's really and and the italians do that really well you know they um they really you know They're just famous for that kind of that charm and that style, and it comes out in their products as well.
0: And Um, uh, and again, again, if you want to go and see this, and you want to press pause um, and make sure that you, you know, able to see, and hopefully the quality is a little bit better on the uh, on the actual linked video. Make sure you head over to uh, YouTube, look for the Drive Able podcast on YouTube. Uh, Look out for this episode called Rear Care 2022, and in the show notes, we'll put a link through to this video where you can watch Ali. Sometimes the quality of the audio is not so good, um, but we'll get a smooth recording uh, for you to go and watch. And you can actually uh, listen to what he's saying live if you turn up the volume really loud. The quality is not great, but make sure you go and have a look at that if you want to go and learn a little bit more about these products. Go and press pause on those colors. Go and have a look at those hand controls and look at the different ergonomic designs for those hands and so forth uh, really interesting stuff and geez we've just got our fingers crossed that all of this makes it out to australia i'll press play yeah, flag yeah.
1: and now this next part is actually also really good to talk about particularly coming for the future so we're going through the tripod and then um i think there'll be another stand there as well that we're going through volkswagen talking about wheelchair accessible vehicles and um yeah. That's an EWAV, which is an electric car, um, and that is interesting. So, first of all, um, in Australia...
0: I'm going to press pause on this because this is very interesting for the market coming up. Let's press pause on this and let's really talk about this.
1: Yeah, so very, very interesting. Before I went to Europe, um, I guess when we were talking about electric cars in Australia with Australians and you look at things like what the politicians are talking about and the way they're talking about it, it's kind of like, yeah, electric cars will be here in the future and we'll get to them someday. And, you know, sort of reminds me of when the COVID vaccine first came out. You know, oh, we'll get around to it, you know, whenever we need to and so on. And um, and it was a very laissez-faire attitude. And, and I actually was very proud of that attitude until I went to Europe. And then what I realized was um, we're actually very, very far behind with that attitude because um there's nothing but electric vehicles in Europe and, and, and there's nothing but that coming into the future. And if we don't shift our attitudes, um, we are so behind and we're going to be so left in the dark ages. Um, and, the, and what's going to happen is um, the community is going to miss out because what's, what's happening here is the cars are shifting and the way that we convert cars, we can't do that anymore. And, and that's basically what we're going to have a problem with.
0: Well, I just want to um, add on to that in Australia, if you say electric vehicle van, then our first, the first instinct is that it can't be done because all of the batteries in the floor. But what we're looking at right here in this paused picture is a lowered floor van that's an electric vehicle. So uh, this is this is technology that we want to see here in Australia. Uh, I don't know if you can remember what brand car this is, uh, or whether Citroen. it's specifically it's built. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah and actually on that note um with the batteries being under the car that was actually interesting getting pretty technical um so the current situation with batteries under the car is sometimes they're built into the structure of the car sometimes they're bolted if they're bolted they can relocate the batteries and put them into other parts of the car if they're built into the structure um you can't do anything and and um that's actually happening more and more and if you if you press play, it'll get to the Volkswagen one where they had one there on display. It was kind of like a newer version of the um, the Volkswagen Transporter. And um, it was kind of there for display um, for the modifiers to look at what they can do. Um, and, you know, what I think what we're going to see in the future when it comes to WAVs, which will be interesting what people think about it. I'm interested to see what people think about it, is um, I think we're going to be moving more towards like... Um, if you remember, there was a phase which um, back in the 90s, there was those Ford Falcons with the bubble on the back.
0: Oh, yeah. There's um, still some uh, retro taxis getting around. Hey, just yeah. before we move on, just before we move on, yep. WAV. For people that don't know this industry, WAV's a bit of uh, jargon. WAV stands for Wheelchair Accessible Vehicle. Just to highlight. Go on, yeah. Ellie. Let's talk so, about those more
1: bubbles. What I think you're going to find is, um, for lack of a better term, um, where you're going to find... Bubbles Mm -hmm. being put on the top of the roof so people can access through the back. Um, So we're we're going back to
0: the 80s and 90s, you reckon?
1: I think that's going to be the way, yeah, because um, basically what you'll see is the new... So these converters, like tripod, they're able to convert the electric ones that they are not built into the floor structure. If they're just hanging off the floor under the bottom like as battery packs then they can relocate them. they can move them around. But when it's integrated into the floor structure that you just can't cut it, you can't do anything with it. Um, and so you just have to leave it as it is and then go on top of it. And another really interesting innovation, which I did see over there, which was actually at another expo, a heavy vehicle expo, um, which we're gonna see uh, starting to come out actually a little sort of side plug through mobility engineering is a bit of an innovation here is, um, a fully functional false floor that you glue straight onto the top of the floor. So you do not drill anything into the, um, into the, uh, into the, uh, body of the vehicle. You basically have a functional false floor that sits on top of the, um, the, the let's say the floor in the van and inside that false floor there's retractors there's restraints there's bolts for seats that you can mount your um lifter everything is there and that just glues in and, and you'll see those starting to come out but then they'll have to be that extra red leg room so you'll start to probably see those um you know those uh poperville style um you know roof cutouts
0: yeah so uh this i love the shape of that new combi the new multi-van there that we just saw you come back and have a bit more of a chat about that Uh, in the next in the near future but here it comes again in in red and black it's a it's a nifty looking car it's a great looking futuristic car uh but it offers us a whole lot of uh opportunity for for clients in wheelchairs that we can see in the background
1: yeah so this this um i was interested to do a bit of a video because this is multivan is the i think the t7 or t8 it's not out in australia yet really really flashy and i guess um you know, I guess as a, as a family, um, you know, disabled family, as, as we've uh, said in this podcast many times, you often have to kind of sacrifice with the quality of stuff you you have. Um, but if you can get your hands on one of these things, um, you're going to be in a pretty nice bit of uh, kit to be travelling your family around. It's very, very nice, very, very, you know, futuristic. Um, and here you've got the actually the FIGOL eight-way base installed into the um, yeah. into that front seat with the FIGOL hand controls.
0: It's, it's great to see it in position there because that's what it looks like in real life and you can see that it's got the standard car seat on top there it's not a it's not a different car seat it's the it's the actual vehicle's car seat and it's got all of those eight functions including the tilt there so yeah uh, look there's lots of opportunities in this vehicle if you can uh, if you can get your wheelchair into the back I'll press yeah. play again
1: yeah, so like like I said, this um this is sort of coming up towards the end of the 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 show or what we covered in this show. And and like I said, it was just really awesome to see all of this different variety, all the different integration. What was really awesome here, and I'd like to kind of put a shout out to the Volkswagen Australia or any of the Australian manufacturers, partner up with the local companies and get to the expos. I mean, we had all of these guys there. Um and like Volkswagen had um salespeople there and they were selling Volkswagens, you know, on the on the stands there. So they were doing really well and, and it shows a really good um i guess corporate social responsibility they're looking after that community as well and and integrating directly with them so um so yeah i I think that's a great addition and also allows partnership with you know suppliers and manufacturers like mobility engineering or or, you know guido simplex fadiel whoever just allows to show that possibility um out there on the market and um and it's really good and this is that guido simplex stand where um there was actually a pretty cool thing which i think we do go through it there's a Thing where you can go up in your wheelchair and do like a simulation um, video game with hand controls, and that was pretty cool as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that just gets a little quick highlight at the end here, but there it is in the okay. background there. Um, mate, I just want to uh, say a massive uh, thank you to you for uh, taking the time to, to record this while you're over there. Um, it's getting to the, to the end of the video now. You're winding it up there. Just a reminder, if you want to go and watch this, and hopefully without the little glitches in it, because it'll be a smooth recording without us uh, talking over the top of it, uh, go and press pause. Go and have a closer look at things. If you're a modifier, there might be some things in here that really tickle your fancy, and there might also be some uh modifications in there you go oh, geez i could do that and uh you can talk to think people like uh, mobility engineering uh and see if they're available or whether we can get them into australia so i just want to do a massive shout out to you uh for taking the time to go over there share your knowledge as you're walking around um and if people want to listen to your knowledge as you walk around uh live uh yes the sound quality is not great make sure you press the link in the show notes and. Uh, and we'll have it there for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, I mean, like it was, it was good to go there, and I appreciate the uh, the kind words. I I did have a bit of a holiday as well, so it was good. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I no, enjoyed great. I enjoyed the uh, Octoberfest the weekend after. Um, I saw some
0: photos from there, It uh, looked like you had a very very good time. I wish I was there as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and actually, on that note, and and in this sort of in relation to what we're talking about, even at the Octoberfest, everywhere you go in Europe, um, the that. Accessibility is just so much better than what it is here, and it's sort of like assumed. And what's really interesting is, um, you know, a lot of Europe, um, similar to some of the old parts of, let's say, Adelaide or, or even Sydney, um, you know, really crappy when it comes to, um, you know, accessibility. But what was awesome was, um, le- like, they don't they they don't necessarily upgrade these facilities, but the people that work. Um, are aware of what's needed to be done so let i went to a um one of these it was just a brewery that was like you know like a like a pub basically for dinner one night um in in dusseldorf and um that was really nice beer and you know uh pork knuckle and all that typical german pub there was steps all around the pub it was an old thing with um you know uh, steps everywhere and and, um, it was really old pub it was interesting because we turned up there and there was a guy, wasn't someone that I knew, but there was a guy in front of me with some friends and a wheelchair. He was in his wheelchair. He just rocked up to the door. It was an interesting exchange because he rocked up to the door. They just picked him up and put him in. No one even batted an eye. And like the, the security had the assumption that if we need to, we just pick this wheelchair up and we move it in. Whereas I've noticed in Australia, if that needs to happen, Oh, I don't know. Am I supposed to help? Can I touch? What about this? Liabilities. And everyone just goes out of their way to not help. But over there, it was kind of like, bang. Not even a, it was a non-event. It was, and so that goes back to what I was saying about that integration for more into the community. I think we'll see that more with NDIS where you see, you know, like I'm hoping that in 20 years time or 15 years time, that's what it's like here. You know, it's just an assumed that, hey, these, it's part of our community. We're all together. That's what needs to be done to get you into this venue and that's it, you know.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. All right. What we're going to do is we're going to take a little short break like we do in every episode. Uh, make sure you stick around. We're going to have a little bit of a debrief and we're going to come away with our top three takeaways after this short break. So hang around, Pete. All right. Welcome back after the short little break. In this section, we bring you our expert analysis and top three takeaways from the interview. But this time, it wasn't an interview. It was Ali's experience at the ReaCare uh, Expo over in Germany, one of the biggest expos for disability in the world. So. Um, This is where we bring together our 30 years of joint experience in the industry uh, with helping people with disabilities to drive and get out and about in the community in a safe and meaningful way. Ali, what's the number one takeaway that we want to highlight here from your trip to Germany?
1: The big takeaway, I thought, um, was that piece around the funding um sort of we speak a lot about ndis on our podcast it almost seems to be a big theme and we love it uh,
0: we, we love it and what it's done for australians with disabilities look it's it's opened up so many opportunities so we love it just want to put that out there before we yeah start. big
1: time and and it's it's been something that's been kind of you know a long time coming because in europe they've had stuff like that for you know 30 40 plus years but what was interesting was seeing something like the NDIS 30 years down the track is that the funding gets very very tight they start counting the dollars and cents And not necessarily because they're trying to stop you from accessing products, but they want to really, really know, is this the right product and is my dollar going all the way to the end. So just expect that to happen. We're already seeing that through multiple revisions of NDIS, um, you know, and and even people in our industry, and I'm sure OTs as well, um, you know, modifiers, you know, they, they even already are speaking of the old heydays where anything would be passed, and now it's a bit, you know, harder and so on. And 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 um, you know, you just have more and more of that, and you've got to be aware of that.
0: Yeah, and it, it wouldn't take me by surprise if it's a bit. I went over to England, and I went to uh, they've got a thing over there called the Motability Scheme, which is a it's like a uh, NDIS NDIS specific thing for driving. Uh, they've got a scheme specific to get help pe- help people get out on the road with modifications and cars and things like that. I believe I'm I'm not all over it but I believe you've got to apply to have your product approved for funding. So the the mod uh, the people that are designing the bits and pieces need to get their product approved to be on the list. And I think that, you know that's the way that it's been happening with DVA for years uh, here in Australia. You've got to get your product onto the DVA approved list. So I I think, this is my personal opinion, I believe that NDIS will go down that track in the future and and products, it won't be just any product, I think it'll be um, a a variety of products will be on the list for easy approval and then there will be, you'll need to apply for things that are not on that list and that's the way I think it'll go, so it'll get tighter in regards to those fundings and you'll really have to prove points of why you want something that's a little bit different all right so what was point number two ali
1: so point number two which um i'll bring actually from our previous discussion point three into it um because it's related to what we just spoke about is get out there and learn more and go to the expos because like you said um it's going to be i guess more challenging for a prescriber to be prescribing because they need to really get it right, um, and and as things go on, as these are the common things we're seeing in our discussions here. Um, and how do you learn by going to these expos? Like, look at what's going on. We've we've talked about these ATSAs. We've talked about these rear cares. I've shown you the videos. There is so much variety, and you learn something every time you go there, and and it's part of your job. Sitting in an office, you know, like in the middle of nowhere or wherever you're located, if you're not going out there and going and investing in these expos and going there and learning, um, like we said, a good OT, a good prescriber, a good modifier is one that knows those products and has, has got their mind across everything, you know, um, and you really be, need to be out there learning, getting that inspiration, understanding what's going on, because you learn something every day, and, and that's just go out there and get to those expos.
0: Couldn't agree more. As we're recording this, I'm getting ready for the Adelaide Expo, which is the Disability and Lifestyle Expo, which happens at Wavell Showgrounds. It'll be in one hall, one one miniature hall, really, compared to Rea Care. Um, and it'll have some products on display, but it certainly won't have all of these products like we saw in your video. And look, I this is why we had um, the the CEO of ATSA, I've gone blank on his name on David here. David Sinclair. That's the one. Uh, we had him on the show to talk about ATSA. We are passionate about it. We're passionate about learning about modifications and and bits of equipment that are available to, to get the best out of life for people with disabilities. Um, we encourage you to get along, and that's why we have shared this, the ATSA Expo. I'll probably do a walk around the Dahl Expo in Adelaide. Um, so if you can't make it, you're getting a little bit of a snapshot. So I hope you enjoy our passion because um, you're going to get more of it. So what's our, what's our final takeaway, Ali?
1: The final takeaway um, is something which is I really wanted to encourage that discussion really happening more and more within the community and also the disability community is that piece around electric vehicles coming hard and fast. Yeah. We've spoken about it um, in the past, uh, not too much. I have spoken a lot with my colleagues within the modifying industry and engineers. The way that the culture is approaching in Australia or the expectation in Australia is I guess, false from what I saw um, there. It seems to be this odd oh, distant thing in the future. Um, and uh, I, I guess, yeah, like what I saw in Europe is that the, the distant thing in the future is now <laughs> and there's no more petrol or diesel or anything like that left. Um, so we kind of need to evolve and we need to be thinking and talking about it and putting that pressure on the community that, Hey, no, this is something that's happening. We don't need to be just like, going, Oh, well it's for the hippies. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's for everybody. So
0: you highlighted the, the vehicle uh, there by Tripod, which is a kit form for a Citroen. Unfortunately, yeah. we don't have that Citroen being imported into Australia. So uh, if anyone's got questions about how do we get that in Australia, the unfortunate bit is the actual Citroen itself is not being imported into Australia. So that's, that's one massive hurdle. Um, if we were to go and engineer something like this in Australia, I don't know if you know more about costs, but I, I've i heard that it's in excess of $100,000 just to go through the engineering part of cutting a sample floor, putting in the kit, getting it torsion tested, going through all of the bits and pieces on a trial car to make sure it's all right and then tweaking that and working on it to make sure it's all right. And then, you can then prescribe a car with all of these things, so it's a massive amount of investment, um, and and there are there are kits available for, from tripod and things like that. So we, we need the cars here to and prove that these kits are, are safe in Australia. So, uh, Ali, I know you're you're huge on that type of thing to try and try and get these kits into Australia, so uh, people have got these options available for them for electronic vehicles as
1: as an option for the future. Yeah, and that's why I said it's important to just talk about it because um, it, the stories that came out from Europe is that consumer demand is what it's all about. You know, if the customer wants it, the companies will bring it. So, um, so yeah. yeah, and and if you're not talking about it, they won't be thinking about it. So,
0: yeah. All right. So we really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wind it up, but we're, before we do, as we do in every episode, we're gonna do a shout out to our sponsors. I'm going to do a massive shout out to Mobility Engineering. Ali, thank you so much for going over there and sharing uh, what you learned uh, around the Care Expo um, and our other sponsors, Williams OT, for helping you uh, bring this to you today. Uh, Just a reminder, Mobility Engineering is a team of passionate and dedicated people focused on bringing Australia's largest range of suitable transport solutions for all walks of life. And you certainly saw that today. Uh, And Williams OT, Driver Assessments and Rehab is all the pieces of the puzzle to assist people with disabilities reach their driving and community mobility goals. Um, Look, if you wanted to be a sponsor of this show to help us bring you more content, um, shout shout out to us. Give us a line. Uh, We highlight mobility engineering and, and Williams OT. You can get on the podcast as well if you'd like to be a sponsor. If you want to press the like button, hit the share button, make sure you get this out to people that might find this interesting. It can be somebody with a disability. It can be a modifier. It can be your OT uh, or share it with another OT that you might know. Uh, Let's get this podcast spread around so other people can learn from what we're sharing as well. So uh, hopefully people are enjoying our passion in the area. All right. As we say in every episode, the advice provided in this podcast is general in nature. So if you've got any queries uh, about what will work for you, make sure you get in contact with your local OT or mobility dealer and set yourself up with a trial because trials really do put you in that driver's seat. That's it, mate. Thank you so much for sharing all of that uh, wonderful content and and
1: we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks very much. And I hope to uh, travel somewhere again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no worries Hopefully I'm it This time <laughs> See you mate Thanks very
0: much Thanks for listening To the Drive Able Podcast With Brad Williams And Aliac Barry. If you like what you've heard Make sure you like Rate and subscribe It really does make A massive difference If you Or anyone you know Would like to share A story about Driving with a disability Or you would like To get in contact Find the show notes Or find the resources Mentioned in this episode You can find us On Facebook Just search at DriveAble Podcast for more information.